This week, we're talking about the movie that is arguably directly responsible for J.J. Abrams getting to direct any Star Wars movie. And because it's the end of the month, it is our third installment of Mission Impossible episodes. So join us, won't you, in covering Mission Impossible 3. How Star Wars is it? Hello there, Mike. Good morning. Hi, Hi Josiah. Uh, Hello, Mike. Welcome, welcome to the show. To you specifically. To, show, to me. And welcome. I will extend that welcome back to you. Thank you. I'm Josiah. glad we are both uh, feeling very welcome here. We do have a guest today, but he is not welcome yet. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I, I was going to say I don't feel yet welcome. Yes. No. No welcome. Um, we uh, are a podcast. Yeah, if the you only haven't heard podcast. of those, it's like a radio show for your phone. Um, mm-hmm. And we are the only one, and we read and review things. But we're not going to talk about if something's good or no, bad, except no. for when we do for yeah. most of the time. Yeah, we're, we're not concerned. <laughs> Our final with the qu- score has nothing to do with quality. Yes, nothing to do with quality, all to do with quantity of what, you might ask, of how Star Wars something is. That's right. Yes. How many attributes feel yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. What's the gut response that makes you feel yeah. is this Star Wars or not? Like what, if you took what everything number would you give something after an hour of talking about it just uh, as a knee jerk gut reaction. Yeah. That's normally what it ends up being cuz sometimes we don't do a very good job. But uh, if you take everything Star Wars, uh, movies, TV shows, books and you put it all into a big good pot and you stir it all up and you make a big Star Wars chili. Oh, that's a 10 out of 10. And that's what we compare. You put it, it to. on top of spaghetti, and you get really fine cheddar cheese on you top. You get some beans. <laughs> you get some onions. And and speaking of Ohio, St- Cincinnati chili. <laughs> yeah, that's we should right. bring in our. <laughs> At this point, what a three-peat, a four-peat returning yeah, this guest, is and no doubt future time. guest. I think it's three and a half because there was That's that right. one episode where that he was just. Oh yeah, on the I, game. Just, I in, just came in, dropped by, <laughs> and then left. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please welcome, and like we we are now doing the official welcome. Yeah, now you're welcome. How Star Wars is a superstar, Michael Delaney. Hi, hey. hi, hi! Hello, hello, hello! I feel welcome now. Oh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for one reason only, and that's to clear the record on my place of origin. I was <laughs> referred to as a Cincinnati native. That's not true. <laughs> I went to college in Cincinnati, right. and then later worked uh, there for Gold Star Chili. The Number two, it is number two chili place in Cincinnati. Now, I used to drive I'm not there. Sure uh, it's wise to say any Cincinnati chili is number two because that might turn yeah. more people off. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys haven't done it any favors so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Delaney, I'll send this video in the chat and maybe oh, you can really watch funny. it after the, or I'll see if I can send it in the chat. But there is uh, my girlfriend and I recently went on a little mini vacay and we drove through. Uh, Ohio, and I told her the one thing we have to do in Ohio is stop at a, a skyline and get some some uh, chili, some of the chili there. So she got a five way, and there's a whole video of her trying it, and she did not 
like it very much. And I tried to not get set her expectations at all. Like, I was just like, it's chilly. Like, you just have to try it. And then she tried it and was, I think, mostly just confused right. uh, was the main sort of emotion. But then I also got, like, some chili or a chili dog because I was like, yeah, I'll try it again. And I didn't like it again the second time. So I've given it two Fair shakes, and I'll give it a shake every time I'm in Ohio because I feel like I have to. <laughs> Meanwhile, Caitlin and I just went to Indy, and we both had it, and it like made us so happy and yummy in our tummy. And uh, the, so, so we have a real divide on this show. It's the first we time really Josiah and I disagree on anything. <laughs> it's the first time. I know it's divisive, but I've just never really thought about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like yeah. it, and, and, and people don't like it, I guess. I used to drive. I used to drive there. The Chili Mobile is what it was called at Gold Star Chili, and uh, I'd be driving it to different uh, events in the city, and then I would drive through town uh, while people would be eating outside, and I'd open the doors out and uh, yell very loudly, "Who wants some chili?" <laughs> like that. Yes. Yeah. No, I moved back that a little bit. That sounds like yeah. You move back <laughs> yeah. from the mic and the Chili Mobile. The mic that's that's in the Chili Mobile to uh, amplify your voice so Did you can tell everybody play, about the sweet chili. Um, like standard songs like uh, yeah. ice cream trucks with that like really funny like synthesized like the clap song. that's in it. It's like. No, that's a shame. That's honestly a shame. Well, now that we've got your uh, credentials in order mm-hmm. as not being from Cincinnati. Yeah, not from Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm not John from not Cincinnati. <laughs> I, I've heard that you're a fan of Mission Impossible 3, I which am. is what we're talking about today. Yeah. Also somewhat divisive. It's very strange. Oh. I think it, among uh, Mission Impossible people, like you either love it or hate it for a yeah. lot of people. And that's weird to me because yeah. it is... At the very least, like inoffensive. Yes. yes. I, I think it's like at the very least, like, yeah, that was good. Well, we've come around on things like, uh, like now we're, we're thinking of what things that used to be awesomely bad or like are actually good. So, like, people have reevaluated the second one and, and they're like, no, it's actually amazing. Right. And that's it's fine. not. It's not. It's, I watched fine. it recently and it's terrible. <laughs> but so, like, we, I think that is the big reason. You have a lot of pushback on reevaluating things because that's hip. And then right. being sure. like three in light of that is doesn't stack up. I don't know. I understand. I feel like it's a similar uh, like push like for the prequels, right? Because like the prequels aren't good, but you can enjoy them. They're like fun in a certain way. And I feel like I could maybe enjoy Mission Impossible 2 in that way, but I did watch it very recently, and that movie sucked ass. Yeah, it's, like it's it, slow is my problem with it, because I always look to try to... Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. a half hour too long. Right. I mean... And it was ridiculous. I saw that when I was probably in eighth grade or seventh grade, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> of course. Seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I was trying to discuss like defending the prequels only somewhat to a friend the other day, and I'm like, I don't think anybody will understand this ever. It's they're they're stupid. I know they're stupid, yeah. but yeah. they try for something, I guess. Yeah, they, they, there's a there's a pureness of heart and a pureness of intent to the prequels that can can be enjoyable, in the if you have the right frame of mind. Right. But like, yeah, as movies themselves, they're not 
not great. It's a little bit like, like if you were to discover like this yet to ever be seen the light of day Picasso painting, but it was from a long time ago, and he just like <laughs> wasn't editing any ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, there is some real gold in there, but you have to look really hard. <laughs> yes. Speaking of the, so this is just a little teaser, or actually, yeah, I guess if if we are doing a live show, and it probably will have already have happened yeah. by the time this comes out, it will have already happened. But I've been watching the the Clone Wars animated shorts, all t- like the the ones before the the two D animation ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's such a cool specific time period for Star Wars. Like, there's so much cool sci fi elements that are in that, that were in the prequels that were like lost in the newer uh, trilogy. Like there's no, it's not as much fun, right? Like the concepts of the prequels are, a lot of them are just like, what? Yeah. That's well, they, fun. They take them and run with it. Like yeah. Mace, Mace Windu is literally punching robots. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. But then like, so sorry, that was off. That was a little bit of a, a, bit of a tangent. But I remember, this is the first Mission Impossible movie I saw, Mission Impossible 3. I think it might have been the first one I saw too. Because it was 2006. Which it's wild that there were six years between these movies, and then oh, yeah. then then old Tom Cruise was like, "We're gonna do another one," and they were like, "Who's that guy that's doing Alias and Lost? Let's get him over here." Yeah, and I saw this in theaters, and I had such random specific memories of this movie, but forgot like so much of it. Mm-hmm. So it was actually kind of fun to watch it again because I was surprised by some of the twists. It's definitely like I think it's something that you need to talk about the context of the moment of, in time that it takes place oh, in because yeah. I remember seeing it and like I'm like maybe a junior or senior in high school and it's it's just so clear that he's making this movie where he's like I'm married to Katie Holmes in real life so I'm going to have Katie Holmes be in my movie. Like... <laughs> That's Michelle Monaghan is a hundred percent Katie Holmes standard. Like it's so crazy. Like I remember seeing theaters be like, really? Like because this is peak Tom Cruise jumping on the couch, yeah. Oprah stuff. Like this is this was when he's crazy, and this is kind of when Ethan Hunt becomes crazy. Yeah. Like from yeah. from this point on, there's always a, a couple of scenes where he does something and everybody's like, well, he's crazy. He's a nut. (laughs) I love, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like now Ethan Hunt is a married man. And like he's going to be married for the rest of the movies. Like he's like, I am in a committed relationship with a woman which who did looks... though it did sort of like like 180 that like really weird ethan hunt from mission impossible 2 who yeah, i guess he's they just were trying like... to make be like a fuck guy yes i mean he was yeah. like, i just met you let's let's have sex <laughs> so i will strange. find you <laughs> oh, yes the the, the random i took a lot of notes um so this movie is very 2006 in its sensibilities. Like it has that feel. You can tell it's like an action movie from that time, which isn't to say it's bad at all. Cause I think this movie is actually pretty good. I remember enjoying it when it came out and I enjoyed it now, maybe because the last one I watched was mission impossible Two, And I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one was like, I was like, this is a solid action movie, a solid like spy adventure movie. Um, some of the notes I took, what was the thing you just said that reminded me of this? Oh, yeah. One of the issues I had with the first one was they were like, let's just cast three women and they'll all look exactly the same. <laughs> right. And they kind of do that in this one again, where like the only one that doesn't look like the other ones is Maggie Q. And then uh, the the two white brunette women, his wife and his like mentee, oh, are, right, I'm like, right. these are interchangeable people. Michelle Monaghan and Kelly Preston could have played 
either role. And they probably auditioned for the same role. And they were like, you'd actually be fine in this other one. And I'm like, I don't know which one of you is which. If you gave me a flashback, I'd be like, is that his wife <laughs> or his mentee? Carrie Russell is definitely a... Carrie Russell, not Kelly Preston. I'm uh, an idiot. <laughs> a JJ pick, you know? Like, right. He's not... She's not really in the movie. So he's no. he gives her you know, a, a little bit role because of Felicity days. Right. Um, yeah. Like the yes. Greg and Grunberg Charlie of it all. Charlie from Lost. Was... Yes, Charlie from Lost <laughs> is there for a second. Wait, wait. No, wait, no Not me. Charlie, not I Charlie. Don't... What's his name? The guy from Alias who yeah, no, was in Char- Heroes. I was just making an episode nine joke that Charlie from well, Lost basically oh, okay. got as much screen time as the, like, as you Rose, know, revived Tico, yeah. corpse of Carrie Fisher. <laughs> one of the notes I took was like J.J. Abrams' friend sightings, and there was I think only one because it was the guy who was the an guy alias who's in all of his fucking and Greg the guy Grumberg. who was in Heroes. Yeah, yes, I didn't know his name. You already said it earlier. I'm an idiot, but like he was there for two seconds in the party, and I'm like, J.J., my suspension of disbelief is gone. You well, gotta stop doing this. And he he's also a guy who who basically is like, oh, this guy's so boring. He's talking about traffic patterns. Yes. Yeah, he's like eye roll. That, I loved that scene. I love how this movie humanizes Ethan and it makes him like actually a little bit more of a person and not just like a superhero. You know, because the yes. first movie he was sort of a person because he was like under all this like you know his world got turned upside down but then in the second movie he's just like he's a motorcycle evil can evil guy a motorcycle that fucks he's like james that's, bond that's a james yes. bond movie pretty much totally you know who else is in this is uh not a jj guy but uh aaron paul from breaking that's bad right. <laughs> aaron paul's right. in this he's aaron he's paul the plays brother. the little brother he's the brother yeah. i thought he looked kind of familiar you know, but you he know was when so ethan little. called and it she didn't pick up because yeah. the bad guy already got her and he's like who is this bitch <laughs> <laughs> that class it's, yeah, it's then the actor's catchphrase and then he looked at the camera and said i'm gonna hold on to that and then they kept <laughs> they kept they did the it like, entire <laughs> day i think i'm on to something here <laughs> Um, yeah. The the uh, th- this this I think as a kid was my first time ever seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman in anything, and I remember just like any time yeah, afterwards too. seeing him in something, going like, "That is a scary fucking guy." <laughs> yes, he is so scary in this movie. One of my biggest notes that I wrote down, and I think like when I was when I saw this, like whatever grade I was in, like seventh or eighth grade in the theaters, I think I remember being like, "That villain." sucked mm. or whatever because i was like because he was i don't know maybe too understated but then when i watched it this time i was like this is an amazing and terrifying performance because he's like a very bad man like a very her. bad man who is not gonna do any of like he's not monologuing he's not no. gonna tell you his plan he's just like i'm gonna kill you and i'm a bad person and it's like this man is very scary yeah. Hoffman's very good at that this movie like always has weird shades or pre like this is before Dark Knight, but it feels like Dark Knight in points. And mm. I'd say yeah. that his character feels, you know, Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, he's yes. just confident. And he's like, I don't know. You're you're fucked. I'm going to get broken out in like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got the confidence. We're of not knowing. a physical match, but I'm yeah. going to kick you while you're down. Literally. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, and another thing I noticed, the uh, Ethan, when he's at the end, when he's having his brain, you know, all messed up, he yeah. does this thing where he holds on to his head and s- punches with his elbows. Uh-huh. Batman does that shit in Dark yeah. Knight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he loves a good elbow punch. 
Man, uh, the the double scene where there's two Philip Seymour Hoffmans is just really good. That that's Very always good. fun. I always that's love so mask fun. shit, but like the boy, mask shit. So I gave when someone's I gave Mission so Impossible scary too. as Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in this, like seeing him play twice, Tom Cruise Ooh. play him is just great. He, he's the so mask. like delightful when he comes back out of the bathroom too. He's like, oh, what are we gonna do when what are we're, we gonna do when my yeah. shirt's off? It's like, do you think not the same man? Do you think his bodyguards were like, what the hell? <laughs> exactly. He never does this. They just two, let him go. Two things about that whole scene: the fact that this like high-profile criminal was like, let me just go to the bathroom by myself and wash the wine out of my shirt. I was like, no. You would just keep the wine on your shirt and go wherever you were going because that's a a security risk. It's a public restroom. Like, it's not not like they're going to, like, see you taking a shit. (laughs) Yeah, and also the way he was trying to clean the wine out of his shirt is not the way you're supposed to get wine out of your shirt. You'd have to get Mm -mm. cold water on that immediately, and you're not going to do it by dabbing with a little papy towel, Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) That's not going to get it out. So that ruined the movie for me. Uh, It's actually a bad movie. (laughs) I don't like it anymore. Well, I I always think the Vatican itself, I'm just like – this, none of this would happen in the Vatican. Yeah. You, you, you are not allowed to wear like skirts that are above the knee at the Vatican, essentially. And you got Maggie Q walking around with this like high slit dress. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember feeling like, you know, being in Catholic school and everything. And this was height of, of Scientology, Tom Cruise. Mm. I remember seeing him like disguising himself as a priest and being uh-huh. like, oh, man. People aren't gonna like that. <laughs> they're not gonna like. They're not gonna like Scientology, yeah. man. Pretending to be a priest. The biggest person didn't like that. Jesus Christ himself, <laughs> and God, his and, Father, and a cross that blows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so speaking of yeah, Maggie yeah. Q and some other, uh, she was fun. The team is fun. You've got Irish. What's his face? Reese Davies or whatever his name is. Is that yeah. his name? John or John J- something. Whatever. It's not Reese Davies. No, that's, that's another guy. That's a dude from uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. I, I can't remember. Like I can't remember anybody's name in this movie. You got Ving Rhames. He might be Reese Davies, but I, is I that can't his name? Remember. I don't know. I'm gonna pull it up. But then you got Reese uh, Ving Rhames again. Love him. Uh-huh. And then this is the introduction of the debut uh, of, of, Benji. of Benji of Simon Pegg. And this was like Simon Jonathan Reese Myers. That's why because he oh, had yes. the Reese in the middle. And this is like when Simon Pegg was still just like a funny kind of normal dude. Like he was like, not, he's like a little chubby. He's like, I'm not working out. Right. It's like, it reminded me of that run fat boy run movie that he did sort of a similar era Yeah. where it's yeah. like, he's like, I'm not fat. I'm just not fit. And it's like, yeah, this was before hot fuzz, I think. Right. Where he wasn't like in shape. Cause I'm a police officer before he had to start doing action movies like star Trek and mission impossible where he like slimmed right. down and was like, right. I'm the funny guy he, in the action movie. Simon Pegg was not, the Simon Pegg we know, which is a weird thing to say, but he has right. a certain amount of star power, I guess. Now, yeah, it was weird seeing him in this just like very minor role where his only job was to just be kind of funny and goofy for a second. Yeah. I, you know, what Did I love notice? about this movie is the dialogue because it's so peculiar. It's always so <laughs> peculiar. Yeah, like, like in Benji, you'll be like. He's talking about the anti-god. The anti-god. I, I'll, I have something yeah. to talk about that in a sec. But, like, he he almost goes on this tangent about this professor. He's like, this fat guy, massive guy. I mean, we used to call him, like, never mind, I won't tell you. Like, it's just, there's a lot of little flourishes in, in yeah. the dialogue that are so peculiar. Like, 
like that I wrote down a couple like um uh what's his name from Lawrence I, I know Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. Every time he talks, there was something where it's I was unacceptable like, unacceptable that chocolate makes you fat, but I've had my fair share. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when he's like, the thing that makes me lose sleep at night and I love, and my, I sleep. love my sleep. I'm like, is yeah, this dialogue really bad weird. or is it just <laughs> weird? I remember we, we had that reaction when we saw it too, because there's there's the line where um how crud up is uh is like saying, Dave, Davian's a weed. You work with him, and it's Christmas. And me and my yes. friends be like, what does that mean? That's- what does that mean? Yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> that, like yeah, verging so on like Sorkin a little bit. Like like that sort of like musical dialogue that it like, that's not how people talk. <laughs> yeah, not to bring it back to Buffy, which I always do because my girlfriend and I are watching Buffy, but it has that Joss Whedon feel of like, sort of just pretending that this is a phrase that people say <laughs> and then putting it into your content and then it's like yeah this is just something people say and it's like no one's ever said that what are you talking about but it's acting like it's normal it's like yeah it's our cool little way we talk in the mission impossible movies copy all i do is copy and then she says that late it's like what what is this it's and the little the little prayer she does and he's like teach me the prayer and it's like what was this nice little moment that's immediately interrupted (laughs) like that's there's a lot of those like where where like the plan has to change, you know, immediately. Like when they have to to break out the little spritzer on the wine thing to, to put it on. They're like, right. oh, we need to move faster, or you two. have two minutes. So does that mean I have one? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so going like talking a little bit more about some plot stuff, and I don't. So the 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 way that this movie felt Star Wars to me is that it does feel like a very well executed genre movie, mm-hmm. uh, in the way that like Star Wars is. And it works very well. The parts are all there, but it's also not like mind blowing. You know what I mean? It's like enjoyable. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. The it's thing like that what you sort of come to expect out of J.J. Abrams. Yeah, like, he's just gonna do like a decent job, and yeah. like sometimes a more than decent job. Right. But most of the time, just a really solid job. Yeah, it's like a good popcorn thing. Yeah, it's a good popcorn thing. Uh, the 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 other thing I like so more notes to plot stuff i really like that they didn't show us ethan getting the rabbit's foot they were just like exactly he got it what are you gonna do it's cool it's a cool choice i think that's a very like last jedi choice yes i think think a lot of people dislike that because they want to see uh the caper and and like there's a couple of moments which is kind of ironic that jj does the last jedi of mission impossible movies yeah. when the yeah. rest of his star wars movies are pretty yeah. much by the numbers yeah. i mean they they intentionally opened with like the dramatic i yeah, mean the, like, it is a, it's a long episode of alias it, it's what it is so yeah. if yeah. if you're not here for that then i guess you're not here for the movie but uh <laughs> like they do the flash forward thing instead of a big opening stunt like like they did in in the the second one and instead of you know i didn't look any of this up i like he he probably did the swing part right like cuz oh, he yeah. likes to do his stunts oh, yeah. i was going to say they did oh. let him go up somewhere high and do something dangerous yeah i think it was on like a stage i think i i was watching it uh, video about the mission impossible movies and it showed that that roof like the actual like kind of close-up fall it was him doing it but it was like not you know 
on the world's yeah, tallest right. building like we see later. This is another Dark Knight thing. Goes to China for some mm-hmm. random little jump. <laughs> the, no- the note that I have that's germane to this is all caps. It says, stunts, yes, let Tom Cruise go to high places. <laughs> I think that's on his rider in every movie he does. He's like, I I'm going to go to a really high place and I'm going to jump I do off. like seeing him like do the math out on the window. Oh, that yeah. was cool. Like it sort of, again, it like humanizes his superhero-ness. It's like, oh, okay, well you are thinking about all this shit all the time. We just don't have, we don't like see it always. How is he copying Lawrence Fishburne's voice? Oh yeah, I don't know. It's it, They don't I, make I that thought, clear. I thought they were going to do like a rip off of the throat thing and they didn't. And I was like, was he just he, doing his he voice? He was doing the, the, the Kevin McAllister trick with the videotape of the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, he just had that in his back pocket. And like, they're like, yeah. he must be holding down the buttons. <laughs> like, oh, that's convenient. <laughs> so, so silly. Yeah, this movie's cool. It was good. I enjoyed it. Parts of it are silly, but parts of Star Wars are silly. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know, that structural thing that we just talked about, how it begins with a scene that happens like, you know, three quarters of the way through or whatever, that is very non-Star yeah. Wars to yeah. me because Star Wars always tells you a story in like basically real time. Yes. It's like, here is the order that it's happening. Right. Um, oh, the what was I going to say earlier? The mask reveals and the mask stuff in this, I really liked. I think in Mission Possible, great. Mission Possible 2, it's excessive. And this, I was like... Very yeah, good. That Very was well intentional. Done. They they definitely knew like that that was overdone in the second one. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think they find new ways to incorporate masks and, and also not cheapen it. You know, like like the second one from right. m- moving forward. One of my notes says the masks are like basically three D printed on the go, and then I said, "Can Mike make that?" So Mike, can you make that? Because I know that you make toys and stuff. Can you make well, a Philip Seymour Hoffman funny, head I'm that's sure... unsettling? I'm sure they're making them out of, you know, like a silicone. I mean, like the actual props people, not like in the reality of the movie. Like, obviously, we've talked about this before with one of the other Mission Impossible movies. Anything you put upon your head right. is additive. So, like, you're going to you look have a like... bigger um, head. What's his face? Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen in that, like, new show he did where, like, all of his characters look like they had, like, their faces were, like, fucking falling off. <laughs> Like, did you ever see any of that? Like, oh, yeah. No, I know what like... you're talking about. Uh, yeah, who who like is America? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So can but, you, yeah, Mike, but I can mean, you like, make that is what yeah, I'm asking. short answer is, yeah, I okay, can good. make it. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Like, in fact, I, I was thinking that while watching it was like, oh, wow. Like, the amount of, like, color layers and, like, they've oh, got, yeah. like, pores. And, like, you know, like, the depth of the pore is shown through color and not, it's not just, like, you know, like, I was like, "Fuck, they this looks really good." And then I was like, "Oh, right, it's fake." <laughs> the, my, my my biggest question with that scene is that I'm like, "Yeah, let's okay, we'll 3D print the mask. That's fine." And then they pull out a perfect wig and perfect eyebrows, and I'm like, yes. "Where did they get those?" What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> I'm like, "They didn't 3D print those. Do they know what his hair and eyebrows looked like because beforehand?" Because just a wig that you, you know, like shake out of the package and put on is never going to look no. that much like human <laughs> no. hair. I was like, "They they must have known that they're like Maggie Q. We need you to go take several pictures, but we already know what his hair and eyebrows look like, so don't worry about that. We've got we the photos. <laughs> we had but those. But like ahead for a high quality wig, you would like have to like lace it in. Like there's yeah. like a process of putting on a wig. <laughs> yeah, they did not have time to do that, and I I don't yeah I don't believe that Ethan Hunt knows knows. Well, maybe he does. Maybe that's part of the IMF training. You know, mm. how to put on a lace front wig really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but sci-fi gear. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> well, and that okay. The sneaking biggest, around. Sneaking around. Sneaking the biggest. Around. The biggest thing is this is a J.J. Abrams movie, and there's two J.J. Abrams movies in the Star Wars universe. 
Like that's what that was well, the thing I yeah, kept coming back true. to. And and uh, Giacchino, Michael Giacchino does the score uh-huh. here, uh-huh. and and he does the he does it in the next movie, and he kind of redefines it. It's it, there's a little beat that carries on through all the movies that goes like, and that even if he doesn't like a dumb guy, yeah, but that carries over even though he's not there. So I don't know. That's Giacchino. I don't know if that's Star Wars. Well, well, it goes no, to I bops again, right? Because having a recognizable score that you reuse. Like themes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, it has like the, the traditional Mission Impossible theme. But yes, because Giacchino did Force Awakens. Or did John Williams do that? Because Giacchino did. has done Star Wars movies and, of course, then by default would have invented new Star Wars I themes, th- right? You know, I'm not sure. Sh- you're making me second guess myself because I, th- I thought he did Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, but maybe he did not. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Maybe I'm just assuming. I'm trying to find this but person. Bad robot! <laughs> <laughs> also, what was I going to say? Oh, the thing that, the other thing this does is it does, like, throwbacks, right, to the earlier movies. Because, um, like, you've got a cool motorcycle at some point. You've got, which might not be so much a throwback, but, like, the it might. Line. I think that's more of a Tom Cruise thing. Like, yeah, Tom when, Cruise like, I got a right. motorcycle. When he rolls on, like, the, the Air Force base or whatever with the motorcycle, I'm like, oh, it's Top Gun again. Yep. <laughs> but then the, the zip line, right, going all the way down and, zzz, and then, like, landing right above. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, we're watching a Mission Impossible movie, aren't we? I read that he hit the ground on the on that take. I, I, I don't know if they ended up using that take but i mean that's a cool little uh device he had to measure the the distance and that's how far the rope goes just so he won't hit the ground the, the also the something this movie does that i think most of the movies have done so far mission impossible wise that i think star wars does too is it's like, let's use these female characters to really progress the plot of the male characters, and they don't have much agency (laughs) on their own, and we're going to do violence towards them so that Tom Cruise can have a reason to do things. Yeah. Which is like, all of these movies so far have done that, and I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, I I understand. They don't get better at that till like, maybe the fifth one. (laughs) (laughs) Right, the introduction of Ilsa. I'm like... Yeah, it's not great, but it's I mean, it's not as bad as I feel like Mission Impossible 2 where it was just like I'm immediately in love with Tandy Newton right. and then like her whole thing is about I used to date this and one guy, but now I love Tom Cruise. Her. <laughs> Two different yeah. spies who are in love with her. Yeah. I you know, I loved uh Paula Patton in 4, but I I'm now like kind of thinking about it and I guess like that's sort of the same for yeah. her too. I mean, like she's she's less of uh like love interest for Ethan, but like she is just sort of like also there, but I think she's fucking awesome. I agree. I'm really excited to talk about ghost protocol. (laughs) I think we should probably go to the Sarlacc pit real quick and then we'll come back with a game. Game. Let's go. Okay. We. And we're back. Done. I don't know. I didn't have a good one. (laughs) No, I was just going to let you keep just stretching out that syllable. <laughs> yeah, trying to stretch out a k sound. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> gentlemen, the game this week Tell me. is, um, in fact, I, I feel bad a little bit because I remember now that, uh, of course, as of the time you're all hearing this, we, our Mission Impossible 2 episode has long since aired, but it hasn't come out yet as of our recording this. So Josiah has not necessarily an unfair advantage, but he might know what's coming. 
the Mission Impossible movies, the first one was called Mission Impossible, and then the second one was um, they really lean into in the marketing MI2. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think to some degree they did that with this one too as MI3 no. before they started doing subtitles. Again? So this week's game is called MI3, or more appropriately, or more specifically, oh. MI3? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so Damn it. This is a game... Fuck. Um, <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna pull I hope it's the screen. same people from MI2. <laughs> it's not. Um, okay, so <clears throat> this game will play out the same way as that game. Michael, obviously you haven't heard it, mm-hmm. but um, I will spell out a situation of some kind <laughs> where the person I'm talking about or the item or the group or whatever the thing is um, will have either an answer of three or it won't. <laughs> and so I'll lay out the situation, then I will ask... Am I three? <laughs> All right. And then <laughs> you will say if it is or, three or is not. Is this going to be the game for every single one? Because I'm okay, <laughs> no, I'm I okay so with because that. I, I don't, there wasn't really MI4. The, it was doing Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. After this yeah. One, so. Okay, so it'll be Am I a Ghost Protocol? <laughs> am I Ghost Protocol? Am I a ghost? <laughs> um, so, okay. The first set here will be I will describe a person, <laughs> I will say who I am as that person, and then I will ask you if I am three. And I'll say, oh, you know, geez. like what year it is and stuff. I'll give Josiah the first one because he has like a sense of. Obviously, where mm-hmm. this is going, but it's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, here we go. MI3. Oh, if you get the answer right, you get a point, and your t- your opponent gets a point. Okay, so if you get it wrong, okay, it goes to Delaney. I got it. Yeah, it's a swing. Okay, so the first question is for Josiah. It is April 15th, 1865, <laughs> and the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, is shot and killed. I am 29th president... Warren G. Harding. Am oh I three? <laughs> sure. I, you pro- maybe. That seems about that right. Other, that was the other thing that I, when I was writing this, I was like, oh, right. Last time, the thing that I didn't really do very well was make these gettable at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, you either know someone's birth year or you don't. Um, and, you uh, know, I could have said I am, you know, the third president, Thomas Jefferson. You'd be like, no, I'm dead, you know, but... Um, <laughs> No, what this... I said was Warren G. Harding, and um, the answer is no. Warren G. Harding Fuck. was born later that year. <laughs> Damn it! This oh, I should have known. It's I should have known. Worst game. <laughs> I should have known. No, that's on me. <laughs> okay. That's on me and my lack of American history knowledge. <laughs> okay, so Delaney has one point, and, and now it is three. your question. You're in control mm-hmm. of the board. All right. It is June twenty eighth, nineteen thirteen. And Archduke Franz Ferdinand has been assassinated beginning World War One. I. Uh-huh. I am L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> am I three? Uh, <laughs> I want to say yes. Yes is correct. <laughs> Yay. I would have got that wrong. I feel like he was, I thought he was older than that. But then you know, what do I know? Tom Cruise would have got he it right. You know. In 1913. I, I only know that because of uh, The Master, which is loosely based on him. Hey, how come Scientology, oh, like, how come Scientology is still allowed? I feel like so much has come out about it. Like, is Tom Cruise just pretending that he's not? Like, he's just like, are they like he's, laying low, you know? He's downplayed it, but I, I'm thinking he still is, you know? Because all the famous ones, I feel like you don't hear about the their, like, faith anymore. Right. right. And, like, John, John Travolta is still around because they're going to, like, 
tell everybody he's gay, I guess. And he doesn't want he's, that to happen, even though everybody right. seems to know the story. He's, he's like, like, oh, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elrond Hubbard, please. Oh, David Miscavige. <laughs> that was getting closer to where Christopher Yeah, Walker. I was like, okay. that was Christopher Walker. Uh, it is two to zero in favor of Fuck, Delaney. I'm Back to behind. Josiah. Uh, hopefully you recognize a theme here by this third question. It is September Something 2nd, World 2007. War II. Oh, never mind. <laughs> September 2nd, 2007. And the film, The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford has just been released. So we're doing some assassinations. Yes. I am Billie Eilish. <laughs> am I three? What was the year again? 2007. 2007. Okay, so she's... How old is she? No, you're not three. That is correct. I am five. Mm. <laughs> mm. That is not MI3. Mm. That is MI Rogue Nation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am Rogue Nation. I was like, I'm pretty um, sure she's okay. 18 right now, so I did the math, and that's... Guys, I did the math on that one. I had, the, <laughs> I had... I was like, Ethan Hunt on the window. I was like... Let's hear it for math. Yeah, I'm not sure Woo! that all adds up, but yeah, good. <laughs> okay, two to one. let's see. Delaney, um, so it's two to one. Um, it is August of 1994. Mm. My sister, Allie, was just born. <laughs> I am Mike Gospel. Am I three? Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Wait, who I was, was it? like? Wait, who was just it? about three and a half? Who was assassinated then? Uh, probably somebody, but I I, I strayed from the assassination thing because I did a me one last time too, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I did. Yeah. I think you on did. MI two, and I think the answer to that was no. I think I was one. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that was the age ones, the people's age ones. This one, just like the last time, I also did a whole segment. This was Caitlin's idea of famous twins. So I would say sure. like a person's name, and then I say, "Am I two? Like." Am I am I one of two? <laughs> so this <laughs> this one is famous triplets. I will say wow. someone, and you will tell me if they are one of a set of triplets, um, or a set of triplets itself. And then I'll say, am I three? And then I'll actually change it to, am I one of three, or are we three? <laughs> um, so here we, we go. This one is for Delaney. We're switching uh, possession here. Um, what? So what do we say? Where it's three to one. Um, inventor of the five stages of grief, Elizabeth Kubler Ross. Mm, so we're really kind of being liberal with the whole famous thing. Okay, I mean, gotcha. you guys know no Dabda, <laughs> <laughs> denial, <laughs> anger, bargaining, something, depression, acceptance. Mm. Um, Elizabeth Kubler Ross. I am I three? Am I do I have two siblings who are my same age? <laughs> I want to say yes because each of the siblings is one of the names. Actually, that's not, not, not well known. That's that is actually entirely correct. It's Elizabeth, and that's her only name. And then her siblings are Kubler and Ross. Kubler um, yes, and Ross. Yes, is correct. She oh, is a triplet. I thought, I thought you were saying the the stages of grief were their names. She's like, here's my sister Denial, and this is my brother Acceptance. That would be we're quintuplets. triplets. <laughs> Well, they have they have three younger siblings. They, it's it's there's five of them, but two of them died, so they had to create this grief thing. <laughs> right. It's uh and and actually, when you are quintuplets and two of your siblings die, you become triplets. That's that right. is true. <laughs> Science. Yeah. That's that was actually weird. in the like you guys were the series of unfortunate events books. Yes. By that, I was gonna there say was, that sounds familiar. In the in the later ones, there's characters where there's two of them, but they were born triplets. That's right. And, 
and one of them died. And so, like, the bad guys call them twins, and they're like, we're actually triplets. And it's, like, kind of sad. Yeah, that is <laughs> That is, like, funny, though. Like, in terms of, yeah. like, that that series is, like, sense of humor. Uh, okay, we're at four to one. Josiah, you got to make a comeback here. Um, your question is, the Saunders children who played infant Harry Potter, are they three? <laughs> I'm going to say no, because I feel like that's, I feel like, that's normally twins when they're actors, baby, baby actors. So I'm just like, you know, the Sprouses and the mm. Olsons. Yes, right. I'm going to say no. Um, your, your, like, logic is right on the money, but it was triplets. <laughs> what? They, they had how many scenes with infant Harry Potter? Like, zero? <laughs> hey, like, hey, part, hey, part hey, of time one out. scene? <laughs> time they, out. Why do you need triplets to do that? You can get any baby and they all look the same. Maybe I think they were really banking on a baby spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the, all the uh, like, professors, you just see their feet. <laughs> it's like Muppet Babies, but it's Harry Potter yeah, Babies. Potter and, they're babies. All, and they're all Potter transphobic babies. and racist. I, I was waiting for that transphobic part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're all transphobic and racist. something so like, in Muppet Babies? No, that's something in Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh right, yeah, duh. Well, I don't know. Muppet Babies might not might be problematic. Who knows? We're gonna have to go back and watch. I mean, Nanny doesn't have babies a head. I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's um, ages. Okay, is so what that's that a is. point for Delaney. So what is it? Five to Fuck! one now, <laughs> and you are again back in control of the board. Um, okay, this is a similar question. The Barton children who played Luke and Leia in Episode Three as a baby. Oh, what? <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say twins on that. You no is correct, and it's actually only one kid. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, because they're, they're not. Luke and Leia were the same baby. Because they're not really in like the, the same scene being held at the same time. It's like, here's the Yeah, no, the, the Croontan B yeah, machine just goes, they uba, oi boy. They uba out the oi boy. <laughs> yeah, and they, they uba out boy. the oi boy and the oi girl. <laughs> um... Oh, hey, so boy. that's what six now, uh, Josiah. Fuck, I'm never gonna win this. Yours here. This is the last. Is it a triplet or not? Edvard Munch, the famous Norwegian painter, the painter? of the Scream, the one that's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Munch, <laughs> or uh, uh, AKA Munch. Uh, yeah, AKA Munch. That's how it's spelled. I'm gonna say yeah, yes, suck it, monk. Have, yeah, suck it, monk. For, suck it, USA's monk with yeah, Tony. Munch Shalou. on this, monk. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say yes because I have no fucking idea. Um, it's also no. What the hell? <laughs> I'm so bad so at when, this game. When I when I googled famous triplets, I got like a big goose egg of like you know like other sure. than like groups that are known as being triplets. Like there's like s- like three sisters who are singers, and that's like their whole thing. And then I saw Elizabeth Kubler Ross. I was like, that's a name I've heard, and that's about as far <laughs> as I can go. And then I just was like, what's another just like obscure name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's another non-point for you. I hate this game. Okay, um, we're <laughs> now doing, into the I'm final category, okay. which is miscellaneous. <laughs> okay, we're in the final category, and again, possession changes back. So Josiah, you are first here. This is my um, comeback. I am what the Schoolhouse Rock short video calls the magic number. Am I three? Uh... No, no, no. I'm the thing I have in my head right now is Jack Black singing. 
Yeah, yeah that would be School of Rock. And that's a magic number. <laughs> I, I, I had that in my head, too. And 54 <laughs> is a 45 more than what is the answer? Marta. Nine. Mm-hmm. No, it's eight. <laughs> no, it's nine. You're right. I was just testing you. It's nine. And that's a magic number. That's what I have in my head, but it's nine. No, it's not nine. So I'm going to say yes. Yes, it is three. Woo. However, that little riff, the that's a magic number. That's from the Schoolhouse Rock video. Yes. Okay. About three from Multiplication Rock. If you had any of the videotapes, that's man, the videotape. It was man. On. I'm really glad I got that. I was a long, <laughs> it was a long walk, but I got there. <laughs> I'm glad we got to hear the whole clip from the movie too. I could do more. Do you guys want um, me to do more? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I was gonna let Mike answer. <laughs> um, let's see. So Six it's like times a billion is. <laughs> Sorry. Go I ahead. think it's like seven to it's two like s- now. So I don't think there's a single yeah. way of you catching up, Josiah. So like, I'll just go ahead and just say well, that sucks. Delaney has won, but we do need to finish the rest of the game. Um, so uh, Delaney, uh, I am hmm. the smallest odd prime number. Am I three? Oh mm. man, bad bad person to ask the math question. Uh, yes. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I I am three. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> does one not count as a prime number? No, I guess it doesn't because it like it doesn't count as a lot of things. I think I because I, it's I, one. I think you know, like the definition is um, the only thing that it can divide into is one and itself, and oh, sure. one and one feels like it's cheating. Right, right, right. That 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 tracks. Yeah. Um, okay, mathematicians. <laughs> um, okay, Josiah, I am. Yeah. 45 divided by 12. Am I three? <laughs> no. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, that's 15, bro. I know. I, that's, Mike, I wrote it. <laughs> Mike, do you remember the episode we recorded last night when we both tried to do a math problem really quickly in our heads uh-huh. and then we like both got it right and we were like, there was a little yes. bit of like a... <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, and then, okay, final question. Uh, for Delaney, I'm the number of billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Am I three? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yes, I am. Yay. And that was the definitely like uh, diminishing returns sequel to MI2, MI3. <laughs> Which is the reverse of the actual movies themselves. That is I thought correct. You were gonna, not to make sure. I thought you were going to do a... I don't know if you've watched Umbrella Academy, but I thought you were going to pull a, a reference there. Because they, they all have numbers as their names. I haven't names. seen it either. Solid. If you guys, have you guys, did you guys read the graphic novel? You're both nerds. No. No, I have not. I've, I've heard good. it being compared to Doom Patrol, which I have read some of and I have that's watched a, that show. That's an, that's an apt comparison as far as the graphic novel goes. Uh, I haven't read the or I haven't seen this, this show, though. I'll take this out. This is just a fun thing. I'm <laughs> talking about. Uh, OK, well, I lost that game very handily. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me go through my notes and see if I have anything else. that's like really, I am really Josiah's final score of that 12 <laughs> possible 12 point game. Am yes, I three? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, think I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think that I were. Let's see. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. <laughs> I wrote that down. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, that he says that, that to nobody. <laughs> it's like was that's that, right. th- and that's a thing too. I know. I don't know if this was in the previous ones, but they all have like fun code names during each mission. It's like 
something to groundhog and i'm like that's oh, cute right. that's they fun. i think they used two of uh jennifer garner's alias aliases in them oh that's fun because i believe her first one was like outrigger or something and they used rigger one and then phoenix was her later one i think huh yeah, That's there cool. was there's some cool there's some cool spy stuff. Like there's some cool secret mission stuff. You know what's probably like the best part is Carrie's Russell Eye gets all weird. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that scary. That's freaky. They That's wanted freaky. to have like a blood spurt, I guess, that like hit Tom Cruise's face, but they're like, nah, it's a bit excessive. Oh. That's too scary. Uh this is the important thing. So the, these are the two yeah, things I remember from seeing this movie in. I, I did actually really like it. I remember being like both times. I, I do remember. In, in fact, every time I've watched that movie, it is sort of like kind of goofy looking, but like it is like so heartbreaking and scary. Like, oh, yeah. like a teeny tiny bomb went off in your head and like we can see the repercussions of it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, pros are them going on a rescue mission, mm-hmm. but the con is that she dies. That, right. that, that usually <laughs> doesn't happen. And uh, another one I had for pros was they somebody breaks themselves out of mm. uh, being strapped, strapped to a table or whatever. Like, you could oh, say yeah. <laughs> Ray, Ray does that as well. Uh, the, the one of the things I was gonna these are the important notes I took. Um, there are two th- the other two things that I very specifically remember from seeing this when I was in junior high. One was the like improvised defibrillator at the end where he's like, uh-huh. "You gotta shock me." I remember that so specifically, and I I remember being like, "Whoa!" And then I didn't remember like much of the movie or the build up to that. And the other thing that I very specifically remember, like I didn't remember the Musgraves twist. I didn't remember like. Like, the fact that it was a mask on her. I thought it was because I was like, she's not actually dead. Right. But the other thing that I remembered was the exchange of, like, the toy rings from the gift shop or whatever at the wedding at the hospital. Oh, yeah. Like, I had such a specific memory of that, and I could not – if you had told – I could have told you. I remember seeing this movie where they exchanged two, like, toy rings at a wedding, and I would not have been able to tell you it was Mission Impossible 3. But I, like, that's just when, – when that happened, I was like, it's this movie that did that. That's I read a uh, read a fun fact about that one. It was J.J. Abrams uh, gave a panda ring to some girl that he liked when he was in grade school, and then she lost it down the drain in the sink. And he spent twenty dollars at a vending machine trying to get her another one, but he never did. Wow. <laughs> there's there's some enlightening. Uh, tidbits from the commentary <laughs> on on Mission Impossible Three. Like sometimes they'll just be like. Wow, I really liked how you threw the ice out just then. And and Tom's like, Yeah, I liked it too. <laughs> it was a good take. <laughs> yeah, Man. the other things that I so like the other things I wrote down, there's like a weird like Musk when you find out Musgraves is the bad guy or whatever his name is. Yeah. It's like a oh, because I I didn't remember that. So I was like, Wow, IMF is really bad at hiring their like chief people. Cause I was like, if Lawrence Fishburne is bad, that's like almost three for three of really bad guys who are in charge. <laughs> Like, Anthony Hopkins wasn't, like, explicitly bad, but he was just kind of, like, I don't know, shady a little bit, I guess. But then when it was Musgraves, I was like, oh, okay. And then he says, like, something kind of low-key racist. Oh, yeah. He says uh, poster he's like, or he's affirmative like, action. He's an affirmative poster action boy. poster boy. Yeah, and right. I was like, oh, okay, this guy I mean, sucks. It him, yeah, it makes him, like, unlikable, yeah. but it is also a little bit like, oh, yikes. And then he goes on to, like, basically 
talk about I guess IMF is the CIA because he basically goes on to to explain what the CIA has done over the course of American history of like we're going to go in and purposely mess things up in the exactly, country. Exactly, like so destabilize. Can, <laughs> so then we can yeah. put in our own leadership that we support. And I was like, damn, they're really going hard right now and being like, this is what America does. And I was like, if only there was an Ethan Hunt in the real world to make sure it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But it does all the time. Uh, I wonder if that's like partially why in the later movies, like the IMF sort of, I mean, the IMF still exists. That's like a a large plot point, but like the ghost protocol thing and like the sort of disavowment and like the actual politics of it sort of shake out in our address. Like, I wonder if that's maybe to distance this fake IMF thing from actual reality to be like, no, 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 no. This is actually just superheroes. (laughs) Right. They're good. They're good guys. They're just good guys. It's well, not it's, like how the FBI is bad and killed like Martin Luther King Jr. It's not how the CIA assassinated people and and put right. in public governments. It's not like that. It's, it's got a good. silly name. It's got a silly name. <laughs> yeah. We like silly names. Batman's a silly name. You like Batman? Yeah. <laughs> like when he guys. when he even he tells his wife it's the Impossible, impossible Missions Mission Force. Force, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> and she's like, "That's stupid." And we're like, yeah. "We know." That that is a weird thing that you notice over the series. I mean, in the first movie, they talk about multiple IMF teams and. Like, yeah. by the time we get to the sixth movie, it's just, like, five people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they yeah. make up the entire IMF. Yeah, right. Yeah, And they're, and they're the A-team. It's kind of like, I mean, that's a Star Wars thing, too, because it's like, these are the people that matter. Right. Yeah, that's and actually, else... that's interesting. Yeah, you're right, because by the fifth movie and sixth movie, whatever, it is, it is truly just, like, they get absorbed by the CIA or something. And and it just is basically like Ethan and whoever is directly tied to him. And you're right; it is more like the A team, like it's like a squad. Like yeah, it's like the Han, Chewie, like Leia, the, Luke. <laughs> yeah, it's like the freaking Family Guy Star Wars joke uh, in that one yeah. uh, w- where it's like, I think oh, we'll we're be like, fine. We got like four or five of the main characters on this ship. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not the A team over there. Like, cuts over to them and they're like, hey, yeah. It's oh, like that's oh, how oh. it feels. I was thinking of a different Family Guy cutaway. No, there's there honestly there's probably more than just the two we just talked about that are in, yeah. in direct reference to the, the subject we're talking about. Hi, we're three white guys right. in our 20s. We all watched a lot of Family <laughs> Guy at a certain point. I watched yeah, a decent boy. amount. I wouldn't say a lot. <laughs> I watched a lot just cuz like I feel like when I got into college it was like I can watch whatever I want now. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad can't <laughs> control me. And then it was on Netflix, so it was just like on the background all the time. Right. The Star Wars ones are pretty good, though. The Star Wars ones are really yeah, fun. Really I think. Fun. Uh, in general, not neither here nor there. The Seth MacFarlane, um, his Star Trek show that's not Star Trek, the Orville, actually. Oh, was it good? good. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good if you oh, like Star Trek. Uh, yeah, it's I like, like Star Trek. it's better than the actual Star Trek shows that are existing these days. Picard is not good. Hey, listen, I haven't seen all, <laughs> I haven't seen all of Picard yet, but I did like season two of Discovery. I thought that was good. Season never, one Season one was a little hard to get through, but season two is good. I never got into it. I'm I'm just gonna watch the little Rick and Morty Star Trek. Like everything's animated like Rick and yeah, Morty yeah, yeah. now. The lower the lower decks. Lower decks, yeah. 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 That looks fun. It's got cool people in it too. Uh anyways, welcome to our Star Trek fan cast. <laughs> and Family Guy fan cast. And Family Guy fan cast. <laughs> it's a very specific intersection. Uh, so do you think, do you buy the romance here? 
because this will make or break one of my points. I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. That's a good question. I I have always just been like charmed by it. Like when yeah. he when he like reads her lips and says the name of the lake and everything. Like I think Monica. I think he's cute. <laughs> oh, in that, like I didn't in realize... that like party setting. Like I think I think yeah. he's cute, but um. But the like lying and the covering up of like his actual thing is like a little challenging to like get like fully invested in the romance because it's like okay, well you, I I I don't know I I by obviously by the end he's not covering that up but um I'm just now realizing that the reason they I, I didn't realize he was reading lips in the party scene because I was like looking down or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm just now realizing they did that so that later he could read Musgrave's yeah. lips like that's, they do that's they fun. do a couple of those they do a couple of. Uh... Um, this is going to pay off later. Yeah, they do it in Ghost Protocol as well when he is at the Kremlin and then he's in the hospital and like it takes him a while to like the the subtitles show up in Russian at first cuz his brain is like still fuzzy and he's trying to like turn yeah. on his his own internal um translator. Translator, yeah. The other one in this movie is when they do the homemade defibrillator. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. And then he electrocutes the water. He's like, ah, "Good. Good." <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't so know what was I your romance the, point, though? I think so I, think I if do. You buy, like, I would say, I don't know if you guys have mentioned this before, but I was thinking that forced romances could be a little Star Wars, because if you're yeah. thinking about the chemistry between actors for uh, anyone. H- Hayden, anyone, but Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, or if you are not a shipper for Kylo Ren and mm-hmm. Rey. Like, right. Well, so here's what's strange, right, is, like, Star Wars has one romance that has worked ever mm-hmm. and it was Han and and Chewie. Yeah. Han and Chewie, yeah. And that's the mm-hmm. only time that there's been chemistry between like supposedly romantic pairings. I will say that like I don't Ray... know Aunt, Aunt uh, Baru and Uncle okay. Owen. Yeah, there's a lot of heat. <laughs> His girlfriend. <there. laughs> His girl it's my girlfriend. <laughs> and like Ray and Kylo have a lot of chemistry. I don't right. think it's romantic chemistry, but they have a lot of chemistry. But I think my thing with, with Tom Cruise and his wife, Michelle Monaghan, in this is that I don't know if there's like heat there chemistry wise. No. But I believe that he like loves her. It's like a weird Tom Cruise like we are in love, but we are sexless because I'm married in real life and I'm never going to touch not her boob. so much a character as an idea, unfortunately. Yeah, she's like, this is yeah. my important wife. She, Though they she get like, like hot and heavy that he's when they're like dancing you know, like, at the party. Do you remember that? Yeah. Part? I was oh, like, yeah. This, you, yeah. people can see you. <laughs> yeah, strange. what are you doing? <laughs> It's. I, I feel yeah. like that's my. I think every time I've seen Tom Cruise in anything, and I didn't see a lot of his early stuff, but I feel like anytime I've seen him in anything, I'm like, okay, I guess you're he's, attractive. He's going for it. Yeah, I'm like you're attractive enough that I believe that this person would be into this, but like, but like I don't believe you have any sort of like actual like cur- like. He's charming as a movie star, but like in his right. roles, I'm like, I don't think you would ever fuck anybody. Right. I don't. I think you are a Ken doll down there, and you're just very nice. <laughs> like you are sexless. Tom That's Cruise's characters a, a are very nice sexless. Ken doll. <laughs> That's true, and I guess that would make sense then if you you're not hot on uh, uh, MI2, since that seems like I said it's very James <laughs> Bondy, yeah. where where he immediately is just like, well, I have to have sex with you. Yeah, it no, was it, it would really it didn't weird. work for me cuz I was like I don't believe that. You seem too just like, you know, a nice boy. You wouldn't just go and be like, I'm going <laughs> to fuck this thief so right now. <laughs> kind of being sexless is kind of Star Wars. Very Star Wars. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
So what do we? What like pros do we have? We have sneaking around. Sneaking around. We have. We got music. Um, we got the. We got the genre films. Do Star uh-huh. Does Star Wars technically have MacGuffins? I don't know. Yeah, like, you, I mean, yeah, because like the, yeah, the right? especially episode nine, it's only MacGuffins. That's true. That's true. Because I was gonna say the the plans of the Death Star are. I mean, it's a MacGuffin, but you know what they are. It's not just right. the thing. Oh yeah, sure. Well, there's like the puzzle piece to get to the map to get to Luke Skywalker and Force Awakens. Again, I know you you're saying <laughs> God, like you know right. what it is, but it is sort of just like why. How is there a map that a piece yeah. got taken out, but it's a computer well, map? Right. <laughs> and and it's an unexplained like you know what it is, but you're it's not ever you're ne- it's never explained how it does the thing it does. Like the Death Star plans, you're like they got it from a place yes. that had the Death Star plans, and they are the Death Star plans. And it's they our only it shot, Empire. and yeah, right. right. And so yeah, there are MacGuffins. I think I do like in this how they don't say what the rabbit's foot is. I think that's a fun. It is kind of great, yeah. Where it's like they just assume that Benji's right for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like they're like it's definitely dangerous somehow because bad people want to pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, and is oh. it the fifth one that like someone's keys have a rabbit's foot on them? It's the <laughs> it's the fifth one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I watched most recently, and I was like, "Oh, that's cute." A, ref- <laughs> that, that, a reference that tickled me too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like the uh, fact that J.J. Abrams directed it is Star Wars to an extent. The uh, I feel like the time period of this might be a little Star Wars because it was like early, you know, two thousand six. Oh yeah, so hot it was off right the prequels. Yeah, hot off the prequels. So like, let me actually here. Let me pull up our document real quick. So far, oh, yeah. Mission Impossible got a five. Mission Impossible Two got a six. So I think the question is, does this feel more Star Wars than Mission Impossible Two? I feel like no, <laughs> maybe I don't know, or maybe yes. I feel like okay. Knee jerk reaction, no. If we're going off of two, I but I think my argument would be it's Star Wars in different ways than two was. Cause two, cause two was like very stylistic and like felt sort of prequelsy in a weird way. And then this yeah. feels like Star Wars in the way the new trilogy is. Maybe that's just because it's JJ Abrams. Well yeah, I, but it I is... keep thinking that this is more new trilogy for some reason. Yeah. Maybe because it's it's very much a bridge to like future stuff. Yeah, in fact if if I were a studio executive and I saw that there are still these really successful Mission Impossible movies being made today, even after that crazy one that was number two, I would also probably think of J.J. Abrams first to be like, hey, will you reboot this series and try not to offend anybody? (laughs) Right. Well, this was like the first time he got to do that. And then he became the go-to guy to do that, like for better or for worse, depending on like how you see Star Trek and Star Wars, the new ones. But I, yeah, I feel like it might fall right in that same area as like a five and a six because it feels, it feels like it's Star Wars in the ways, in the, in the ways that Mission Impossible 2 wasn't and vice versa if that makes sense mm-hmm. um i don't know but i think it might be yeah i don't know should we pick so should units we, should we maybe give it a rating yeah unit yeah. of measure real quick mm. i'll go with anti-gods <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was so such a, what a strange little <laughs> monologue um uh, i'm gonna go with um I don't know why I started saying that like I had an idea. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with um, like holes in the bottom of a car to get into like a manhole. Sure. sure. Oh, my God. I love that part when they're just like, sup? 
Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Nothing. great. It's just so good. Yeah. Just like a, they're just like at work, you know. They're just at yeah. work. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the defibrillator. I'm gonna go with Michelle Monaghan maybe mispronouncing the word because I feel like at one point she said it wrong. I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't rewind it, but I'm gonna go with defibrillators. Uh, okay. What are we going to do? I think I'm going to give it... Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give it a six. I feel like it's right on the same as Mission Possible 2, but for different reasons. Yeah, no, I, you've convinced me of that because um, I, I didn't have a single clue, and I think I'm going to also give it a six um, car holes to get into a manhole. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. I'm gonna f- That's fair. Five That's fair. Oh, that, you know what? That actually helps us because it does now slot it into a definitive spot between <laughs> MI1 yeah. and MI2 of how Star Wars they are. So it's a 5.66, right? Repeat. Yes. Uh, so, okay, so this is now our rating. So, so far, Mission Possible 1 is a 5, Mission Possible 2 is a 6, Mission Possible 3 is a 5.66. Now, as far as how, uh, uh, of my personal rating, how favorite they are of mine, yes. I think Mission Possible 3 is my new favorite, bumping mm. Mission Impossible 1. And Mission Impossible 2 is in last place definitively. So that's where we are right now. Yeah, and I, I always go back and forth on those two because we're, we're going chronologically here. We haven't gotten to, effectively speaking, the best Mission Impossible movies. But um, I, I'm mm. thinking my favorite of the three now is one and then this one and then two. But it's, it's close. It goes back and forth between one and three, I think. Sure. I, I'd get a one, three, two. I, that 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 first one's classic to me for a lot yeah. of reasons. It is classic. Uh, it was great, and, and it's not the same as what it becomes, right. but it's a fun little '90s movie. Right. It is. Uh, but yeah, we should wrap up, right? Yeah, we've got like three and a half minutes left of Zoom, and we can probably beat it. <laughs> Let's bust it out. So if you want us on the internet, you can find us at House Star Wars. Is it on I do. everywhere? You do? <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if anybody has ever answered that. <laughs> and we, you can email us at agoodpodcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, Michael Delaney, do you want to tell the people about anything specific? Uh, you could just find me on Twitter at Cormac Michael. I'll be complaining about the Snyder Cut or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's probably not going to be good because you can't polish shit. Anyway, Mike Gospel. <laughs> they did that on Mythbusters once. I remember that episode. <laughs> and it was beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm at wordgospel09 on Instagram and YouTube. And probably by now, actually, I think absolutely certainly by now, I have a new video up. Unless, of course, I have lost interest in editing it. <laughs> but sure, hopefully sure. I have actually followed through and finished it. Um, and check out my Instagram. Also, Rule Follower Toys is the other Instagram that you can see the that kind of shit, too. And oh, and check I, out our merch, yo! Check out our merch. <laughs> T Public. Cool as of this recording, again, it happens like every other week or something. But there's a sale right now, and you can get a Star yeah. Wars's chili sticker or whatever. Um, and leave us a five so star review. <laughs> leave us a five star review. I'm at Josiah.biz. You can go to my website, uh, JosiahRobinson.biz. I've got an audio book out. It's called The Code. If the, your AI loses mind, can take meds. It's good. Go listen to it. It's me doing an Australian accent a lot of the time. It's great. Uh, and what was the other? Oh yeah, leave a five star review if you have a friend who likes the show. Tell them to keep listening to it. If you have a friend who <laughs> you think might like the show, tell them to listen to it. Uh, but I think it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye, yeah, right? I'd say so. <laughs> how many? How many catchphrases? <laughs> it's so bad. So many. Especially oh, since they're all to... loaded at the end like this. Yeah, and Delaney already knows what we say, so we don't have to tell him. Yeah, this is that's great. true. <laughs> 
Well then, like we always say, we, we love, love you, and you may the fourth be with you. <laughs> Just, he very pointedly did not say them. <laughs> I didn't know if I was supposed to say them. <laughs> I was like, right. let's let's do it again. Here's, let's get uh, it clean. Okay, here we go. Like we always say, <laughs> we, we love, love you, and may, may the fourth be with you. you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't wait to put in a record scratch whenever we start saying it and realize Delaney wasn't saying it. It's going to be really fun for me.